This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, I was talking to a customer the other day uh, who was planning this exciting new aquarium. Um, now, she was really torn about the direction she wanted to take. She was really focused on an aquarium that was a lot like some guy's tank from the IAPLC contest with its careful, disciplined arrangement of you know wood and plants. And she had this nagging urge to do something that she felt would be more in touch with what nature is like. That was her words. And I was like, okay, cool. And she was leaning towards creating some sort of natural themed tank and was thinking of incorporating some botanicals in the mix, which is always nice. She was thinking of a biotope tank, specifically trying to draw cues from Australia or New Guinea for this collection of rainbow fishes that she was, you know, she had. But she was a bit concerned about the need to accumulate all the correct materials so that people would think she was being completely accurate. I was like, whoop, red flag right there. I was like, was she creating this for herself or for the masses or for the contest judges? Like everything she kept telling me was, you know, trying to get uh, the attention of, of, of people and trying to, to, to make sure that everybody approved of this. And we had a really good talk and I got her permission to, I didn't mean, I'm not mentioning her by name, but I got her permission to say, you know, I need to refer to this because we had a good talk about it. And she, uh, and, and it was, it was useful. And it reminds me of a a quote I saw um, by a, an author by the name of Matty Dory. He said, many people believe that by studying and implementing the patterns of others that they'll succeed, but it's your unique passion that creates the patterns. I love this quote. And I kind of incorporated that into our little discussion. And after a little while, I drew out from her that she really just wanted to do something that would be more or less by a topic in nature, but a display that she could enjoy. So once you kind of got over the, that, that pretext of, ah, I got to satisfy others, it became more interesting. She wanted a more relaxed, generalized interpretation of the habitats from which her fishes came from. And I'm like, ah, that's a more solid direction. That's more like it. Now, as you know, we're big fans of biotope aquariums and biotope-inspired aquariums. Is there a difference between the two, by the way? Well, in our opinion, yes. A biotope aquarium, at least if you talk to the contest people, uh, attempts to replicate a very specific location, paying close attention to the even the smallest details, like the type of plants, the rocks, the substrate, all that stuff, making sure that they're the same materials found in the biotope being replicated. Now, this is the realm of the contest aquarium where entries are judged on these most pertinent criteria. And I have the utmost of admiration and respect for the aquarists who venture down this highly disciplined path of aquarium design. I really enjoy looking at the contest entries. Yet that's a contest, and I wouldn't want to enter it myself. Biotope-inspired aquariums is kind of where I operate. I enjoy creating more, I don't know, superficial simulations of a given environmental niche or habitat with more emphasis towards the function uh, and recreating the overall look and feel of the subject location as opposed to everything being exact. You know, the fishes are typically those found in the same general area or habitat, but they may may not be that specific. It might be just Southeast Asia or South America or something like that. 
you know, kind of broad in scope. And the materials used in the aquascape would approximate those or be facsimiles of those found in the habitat that I'm interested in. I could totally live with that. I know a contest purist would no doubt scoff at this, you know, type of tank. But to many hobbyists, it's a serious upgrade from the more traditional aquarium, which is an assortment of fishes and plants and stuff from all over the world. But that's kind of the realm where I operate from. There are two widely divergent approaches to the same general idea to replicate in some form a natural habitat from where our aquarium fishes come. But, you know, gather inspiration from the best designer out there, nature. And both of these, if executed well, can serve the same purposes, giving some insight into the habitats from where our fishes come from and appreciation for them, as well as providing satisfaction, beauty and enjoyment, all that good stuff to visitors and the owner of the aquarium. Having a more or less natural type conditions in the aquarium offers us another important insight, the opportunity to observe natural social behaviors, physiological reactions, colors, and spawning behaviors in our fishes, all sorts of stuff. Now, it's true, the leaf litter type tanks that I play with and talk so much about here are not perfect reproductions of, say, Amazonian igarape or agapo because they might contain leaves from areas like Southeast Asia or India or even North America or Europe, but they simulate the appearance, the form, and most importantly, the function of these dynamic environments. The function part is really cool in my opinion because from an operational standpoint, I imagine that your Amazonian fishes really won't notice, care, or even pay mind to the fact that the leaves they're swimming over happen to be those of the Asian Cidium guava or you know, Magnolia grandifolia from Southeast United States as opposed to the Cebia Samoana tree, which dominates the region that they come from. The fishes engage in the same behaviors regardless. Oh, sure, if you broke down the analytical chemistry in Amazonian, you know, blackwater environments versus, say, suburban Los Angeles, you know, artificial blackwater, you'd undoubtedly see some differences due at least in part to the fact that you're using some different leaves and different substances and, you know, than those that are found in the actual habitat. But from a functional perspective, the leaves you're using in your carefully prepared water in your 240-liter aquarium are probably doing the same thing that the native leaves do in, you know, Igarape de Costa in Brazil or whatever. And it works because you're modeling your aquarium after nature, or at least taking more cues from the natural habitats of your fishes than you are from, say, I don't know, last month's Tank of the Month or Fish Geek Online magazine or whatever. Otherwise, aquariums fall into a pattern of just being derivative, following a strict design guide, because that's the prevailing style of the moment. This is something that's important to look at objectively, as is the fact that the tank itself should be enjoyable to you. Ideally, in my opinion, inspiration should come from multiple sources, including, of course, the work done by other aquarists, but definitely also including some studies of the photos of the natural underwater environments you seek to recreate in your aquariums. It's kind of a no-brainer, but this type of natural inspiration is not just for biotope contest entrants. It's for really for everyone who keeps an aquarium. We need to look more at the natural habitats that our fishes come from. And look at all the little details they offer. We should question why things look the way they do and postulate on what processes led to the habitat looking and functioning the way it does and why and how fishes came to inhabit it, you know, to inhabit it and thrive within it. This can really help us in our you know, quest to create beautiful and interesting displays. I think it's the way to go. And there's a lot to be said from, you know, about drawing inspiration from an artist that's been at it for you know, several billion years, isn't there? So many cues from nature can be interpreted for use in our aquarium, offering a function and a form that's as impressive as it is beautiful. 
The idea of turning to nature for inspiration is as old as aquarium keeping itself. However, in recent years, we seem to have moved a bit away from that, drawing more inspiration from other people's work. Again, it's wonderful and it's a great thing. It's symbolic of the you know, interconnected global hobby that we're in. However, with so much emphasis on re, you know, replicating the, the work of other people, it's nice to gain a fresh perspective from nature once in a while, incorporating it into our little toolbox of ideas in our own way to create something that we enjoy, something that's truly unique and which gives us a real slice of the bottom as well. The hobby is old. The natural world is a lot older and far more vast and filled with inspiration for those who would simply look for it. The ideas for your next tank are literally as close as the world outside your door. Take a step through it, open your eyes, and breathe it in. Nature is the best designer. Stay inspired. Stay observant. Stay creative. Stay enthralled. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.